1: Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance.
0: The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals, or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, episode eleven. Welcome. Hi, Owen. Good to be back. This one kind of rounds out the first lot of episodes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a been a wild ride.
0: It's been a journey. It's been <laughs> it's a journey. It's Been a journey. Yes. So this one is kind of like we're going to tell you where to get the right resources. Like. A, to find the right resources and answers to questions, Yeah. So,
1: in a lot of circumstances, you may need to talk to an expert to help Mm -hmm. you with whatever it is when it comes to your finances. Um, And there's a lot of people out there in the industry that do all sorts of different things. So, we're going to go through different sort of circumstances and talk about who you might like to speak to
0: for each one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's just get cracking. So, why would someone go see an accountant? Well, accountants
1: are good for tax time. That's probably the most contact everyday people are probably having with an accountant. Mm -hmm. Um, They can do your tax return. Certainly, that's something you can do yourself. But once you start making a situation a bit more complicated, sometimes it's a tax accountant is really helpful with finding the best nooks and crannies and different things. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, accountants, if you're starting a business like you've done on.
0: Really good to do before you start your business. Yep. Just to speak to an accountant to discuss your options.
1: Yeah, and different business structures and all sorts of things. Yep. Um. Also, if you even buying an investment property, it could yeah, be good yeah. to speak to an accountant. Investment as well.
0: property, a really good one. So, having a good accountant's like, they're worth their weight in gold. Mm. Bad ones are like a lump of coal and you don't want to be near <laughs> them. Whenever it comes to these professionals, just make sure you understand what you're doing. Yep. Don't just take their word for it, actually understand and get them to explain it. Because yeah. for me, even me, someone who's financially literate, I was oversold on things when I went and saw uh, a solicitor, Hmm. which we'll get to in a minute. But, you know, just when it comes to your accountant, just make sure you understand what they're saying and why they're saying it.
1: Yeah. And they might try to sell you a whole package that you don't actually need. So
0: That's right. But um, accountants are a good one. And one of the things is with any of these professionals, they tend to cost a lot of money. Yep. So make their life easy. Yeah. Don't let them just do an hourly rate. And for yeah. example, add up all your.
1: Don't pay them to chase documents for you. That's Have right. Have everything ready to go.
0: I just shove all of my receipts, whether business not or not, in a plastic bag in my desk. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the year, I go through it. Like it takes me like an hour. And I just go, that was fuel, that was fuel, that was fuel, that was fuel. Or yeah. well, this is, you know, equi- office equipment, office equipment, office equipment. And I just staple them together. Yeah. And then I add them up and take that. I don't get them to just – I'm not just like yeah, the type don't, of – Don't I,
1: make them do the manual my documents. Tasks.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's one way to keep it cheaper. Okay, so what about if I was looking for a mortgage?
1: Yeah, so there's mortgage brokers that we've mentioned previously, but they can help you find the mm-hmm. most competitive rate for your situation. They can also help you with the whole application process for a home loan. Mm-hmm. Um, bear in mind that they do get commissions from assigning you to the – right mortgage um, unless you're paying a fee up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may have trailing commissions as well. So it's always important to find out that and if they have specific ties or um, biases to particular.
0: Yeah, ask them who they can offer the mortgages yeah. from, so which banks they offer. And uh, you sometimes get bank, like they call mobile, mobile bankers, which are mm. mortgage brokers that come from the bank. Obviously yep. they're going to be, whether they say it or not, they'll probably be biased to their own bank. So. Yeah towards their own bank. So, just try to find an independent broker. Consider paying up front if you think that's worth it or just be very clear. How are you getting paid? Yeah. Can I have that commission? Can I have the trailing commission and you have the upfront commission?
1: Yeah. I think in any circumstance where you're not paying someone a oh, yeah. set fee for their service, you should always ask, how are you getting paid? Are you getting commissions? Uh, have you got certain links with different companies?
0: Yep, yeah. And they, mortgage brokers often do offer things that aren't just... So brokers is a pretty generic term, but you can also get brokers that specialize in like car finance and insurance, bank uh, finance for your business. So they might have... If you've got questions to do with credit, it's probably best to see... Just call a broker, just Google broker. Like finance broker, for example, would come up with people that can offer you loans.
1: Yeah, and even ask friends and family for a referral to someone... A good broker that they used.
0: Yeah. The thing to look for with all of these things is just make sure that they have accreditation. Yeah. And the way you do that with accountants is you just ask them if they've done degrees or they're with like a CPA or a chartered accountant, something Mm -hmm. like that. See if you can independently verify them. Mortgage brokers, they have to have a credit license or act under one. So who's the licensee? And with the next one, which is a financial planner- they have to operate under an AFSL or a financial services license. And you can find them on the Money Smart website. Yeah, you can and search ASIC as an well. ASIC website. So A-S-I-C, ASIC.gov.au. You can find the details of the financial advisor. So what does a financial advisor do?
1: Well, they could do anything from helping you get the right life insurance to actually helping you buy and sell stocks. So it and put together a financial plan for you. They might put together a budget. Anything and everything. Different financial advisors specialize in different things. They might help you. They might be more on that wealth coaching side and helping you put a budget in place. And some might be helping you set up your investments and invest in different products.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, one of the things with these guys or girls is just know the fees that you're yeah. paying. These guys are paid very well.
1: Yeah, and if the bank offers you free a free financial advice session... <clears throat> They're probably going to try and sell you something. That's
0: right, yeah. So, most brokers, most financial advisors will offer a free upfront meeting. Consultation. Consultation, yeah. Because they want to tell you. They want to sell themselves, obviously. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that, but just be aware. You don't have to sign anything or whatever. Uh, How much does it cost to see a financial advisor? Probably anywhere from $500 up to $5,000 plus, depending on your situation. $10,000 plus per year.
1: And there are indepe- fully independent financial advisors in Australia yep. and I think we can link to that website of independent financial sure. advisor register. That means they've got no ties to anybody.
0: So what we mean is that uh, if you see a financial advisor who's not independent, you, they will, you'll be paying them, chances are, that you'll be paying them percentage or flat fee, but they'll also receive fees from the products that they recommend. Mm. Sometimes it works, most of the time it doesn't in my opinion.
1: And if you're dealing with larger amounts of money, percentage fees for financial advice can get pretty nasty. Oh, yeah. If you have like um,
0: a $500,000 net yeah. wealth, it can be Yeah, sometimes
1: it's easier on a smaller amount. But if, if you're dealing with a large amount of money, you should be able to negotiate and set a flat rate with them.
0: For sure. Absolutely, you should. And you can negotiate with any of these guys. Like an accountant, Yeah. probably if they're charging you 200 bucks an hour, you've got to really question mm. how much value they're adding. Uh, could you do it yourself?
1: Yeah. I think most of these fee-for-service providers... They've got a lot of wiggle room, so you do have room to negotiate. For sure. Especially if you're dealing with larger amounts of money.
0: Yeah. If you're a simple, if you've got a simple financial planner, by that I mean you don't have like multiple companies or trusts mm. or you don't have a weird set up like a estate yeah. or someone's left you something unusual, you don't need to pay much money at all. Like yeah. I, honestly, a financial planner shouldn't cost you more than two grand. Honestly, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. For the value that they add, two grand fine um they might they're all obviously going to debate that but (laughs) anyway so what about yeah that types of things like we got robot vice why would you go see a robot advisor
1: yes so they in they might be able to do something that you can't do or you don't have the time to do yourself and they can put you into a diversified portfolio and like investing yeah so and they'll take a management fee for that
0: okay and these are not always, but sometimes when you go to like websites and things, they have a disclaimer that says this is general advice only. Yes. Yeah, so What's the difference between that and a financial planner?
1: Yes. Yeah, so unless you're a financial planner, so you've been granted a license or you're working under a license, you can only provide general advice to mm. people, whether that be on the phone or on your website. So they can only tell you generic information that's factual and nothing personalised to your own situation. So. If you want someone to look at your whole financial picture and tell you what's the best move for you, you're going to have to talk to a financial advisor who's appropriately qualified because they're the only one who's allowed to look at your whole financial picture and then tell you, Mm. do X, Y, Z to improve your financial situation.
0: Yeah. Whereas the advice that I would give, for example, as a general advice provider, I would give investing advice and that investing advice goes to the masses. It's not for any individual. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Owen and I are not looking at anyone's personal financial situation. We're just saying this is this is how things work.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you can check that once again if they've got – so there's effectively three levels. There's effectively advice that's not really advice under Australian law, which is given by anyone and everything. And, it's, you know, that can vary in scale from just receiving a tip at your barbecue or whatever.
1: Yeah, or if you're on a Facebook money group and yeah. they're saying, oh, you should invest in X, Y, Z.
0: That's either – it could still be advice, but it's probably just not – regulated legitimate advice the second level is this general advice which is just i give put out a research paper on an individual share for example or Mm. uh you get financial planning advice yeah okay so why would you go see a lawyer i mean there's a few reasons yeah
1: well it might be to do with estate planning so for um, for your will yep for your will um to do with your if you have a self-managed super fund often you'll be dealing with a lawyer there as well um maybe if you have an inheritance and got Mm -hmm. stuff to sort out, you'll be probably dealing with a lawyer if you want to buy or sell a property.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Um
1: I think they're probably the main main reason to see a lawyer in relation to your finances.
0: Yeah, like I saw my my wife and I, we saw a lawyer recently to update our wills. Mm. Uh we my obviously my situation being an investor is a little bit complicated and business owner, but it was about twelve hundred bucks for two wills. Um with that, they can also help you with uh what's called an advanced care directive or uh, powers of attorney. Yeah. You don't have to go through them. You can just download the thing online if you want to do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, but they will often push that on you because it's very simple for them to do, just like a will is. Uh, you don't have to pay as much as I did, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you can definitely see a lawyer for that. Um, Even prenups and things like that. Prenuptials. Yep. You could do that too through them. Comparison websites. What would you use a comparison website for?
1: Oh, comparison websites can pretty much compare everything nowadays. Um, there's some examples of Choice, Canstar, Finder, compare the Meerkat. Yeah. Is it market? Compared yeah, Meerkat. Me with cat. the Meerkat. The rat looking thing. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you can use them to compare everything from term deposits to insurance to brokerage services to... I don't know, car, car loans and yep. v- providers, all sorts of
0: things. So that's a general advice service? Yeah. So service.
1: They're, they're just taking the facts from the website of each provider and they're essentially ranking them based on whatever you're sorting them by. Bear in mind that some of these websites do receive commissions and don't display every option because sometimes they charge uh, the provider a fee to be on their comparison site. So yep. you might not see the full picture.
0: Yeah, so that's why I like choice. I think they're independent, but I could be wrong. Okay, privatehealth.gov is a private health comparison website, so you don't even need to use the the um, the mere, the mere and all that. If you you can use a privatehealth.gov website.
1: Yeah, and I think the government recently launched one to compare your energy and electricity bills. So there you go. It's probably best to use those sources first.
0: Mm-hmm. And a robo advisor called StockSpot is um, they produce a once per year report which I like. It's called the Fat Cats Report, and it's mm. for super comparisons. Most of these websites don't touch super. Mm. They won't do a it's review. It's quite
1: hard because there's just so many different options within super and insurances and things.
0: Yeah. So this uh, Fat Cats Report, if you Google Fat Cats Reports from Stockspot, they uh, do some research on the worst super funds. So <laughs> it's probably easier to find the worst ones than it is the best ones. Yeah. So that's one. Um. Okay. So we've got a couple of rules to yep. follow when you approach any of these websites. Yeah. What are they, Kate?
1: It's always know how whoever you're seeing or whatever website you're using is getting paid. Yeah. So knowing their incentives, knowing where they're getting their money from. Because everyone's got a everyone's gotta make a living, everyone's gotta get a profit. So there's not there's nothing on there for fully for free or everyone's mm-hmm. got an angle. So find out where their paycheck comes from, why are they offering this and what's in it for them. It may be a perfectly fine service to use, even if they are getting commission, but just having an awareness of that that's really important. Yep.
0: Yeah. Good one, and the second one,
1: knowing the costs. So I think a lot of these services you can ask for a quote or some sort of upfront cost, so you don't suddenly get a bill lumped on you at the very end. That's mm. a complete shock. I know often lawyers and accountants will give you a quote or some sort of estimate. indication of the estimate of the fee upfront. So that's really important before you make a decision to go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also knowing the ongoing costs. So some of financial advisors will take sign you up to an ongoing um, sort of a cost each year or some of the even going just like a monthly subscription to... Yeah.
0: Yeah, so
1: (laughs) going with the Netflix model, but um, knowing the upfront cost and the ongoing costs and also the indirect costs, if they're getting commissions that could be going to you, knowing those as well.
0: Yep, find it all out. Okay, now we've got the interesting ones, which uh, we... Can endorse, which are the free services. What kind of free services are available?
1: Yeah, so we mentioned a few in our debt episode, but talking to financial counselors if you have difficulty, there's free organizations out there that provide qualified financial counselors to help you and to go in for bat with you if you're in anything, any credit card debt that you can't deal with, um, if you've got yourself into financial trouble. There's a lot of um, people out there that are really passionate and can help you with this.
0: Yep, credit card issues, utility bills, etc. You can see a counselor. Yeah, if
1: they've cut off your power, speak to a financial counselor. Go straight
0: to a counselor. Yeah. Yep. There yeah. There's
1: also the national debt hotline that I'll um put in again in the show notes, mm-hmm. but that's um a free helpline twenty four seven that you can speak to if you are in trouble yep. with debt.
0: That's a really good one. Addiction helpline, that's another really good one.
1: Yeah, so there's there's trouble that you can get in to gambling addictions and all sorts of things that yep um, um
0: drug addiction yeah you'd be surprised how many people have some sort of ice that they can't shake
1: and all of these impact you financially so
0: yep could be a friend could be a loved one could be a partner could be a child mm. could be a parent
1: yeah it's better off to speak to people and we'll put all those uh, numbers in
0: the show notes yep uh financial ombudsman why the heck would i go to one of them
1: yeah so if you've been badly treated by a financial service, if you think you've been treated wrongly, um, charge fees incorrectly, uh, haven't got the service you've paid for, or someone has invested your money not according to what you agreed to, there is actually sort of a regulator so you can talk to the financial ombudsman and they can investigate these issues. Mm. So most most financial services organisations in Australia have some sort of regulator and sort of higher authority that you can... Report any issues you have to.
0: Yeah. So for me, for example, having a financial services business, we have to be operating under a license and that license um, requires that we uh, there is some sort of channel for our clients to go yeah. through independently and that's the, through the financial ombudsman or the complaints authority.
1: Yeah. So there's AFCA, so the Australian yeah. Financial Complaints Authority. So yeah. there are ways to report any grievances you might have if you think someone has done the wrong thing by you um, or someone you know, you can tell them about these services. And um, if it does turn out they've done the wrong thing, um, you can be compensated for your loss or mm-hmm. whatever's incurred. And it could make the business ensure the business stops doing what doing they're what doing they're to you to anyone else. They could be shut down. So,
0: yeah. Another good one is uh, insurance. Sometimes insurers are just
1: assholes. <laughs> so,
0: just be aware that you do have. Yeah. A workaround, and, and you have rights yeah you have rights that actually i think it's the ombudsman or the financial rights center in australia has a free questionnaire that you can take and it'll give you a bit of an outline of what your rights are if you're you know, like a motor vehicle insurance or yeah. house insurance home insurance whatever uh hardship plans
1: yes yeah, so for most services if you have trouble paying back your credit card or paying back your a personal loan, they will have a number there saying, if you get into trouble um, and you have trouble paying this back, please contact us and we can probably find a way around it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. So yeah, phone plans, electricity, yeah. give them a call. They'd give prefer
1: call. to know and work out a plan with you. Maybe that's a bit of a lower payment each month or whatever it is. Um, and financial counsellors can help you do this and identify the best way to approach these things.
0: And some people might be like, hey, you know what, I'll just declare bankruptcy. No, it's not a really good option. You should speak to your financial counsellors yeah. before you get to any of that. Like it's, yeah, um, definitely.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, speak to yeah. someone who knows what they're doing before you do anything drastic.
0: Yep. Okay, so just a bit of a recap on this episode. We talked about the different types of professionals, so financial advisors, yep, brokers, accountants, three big ones, lawyers probably next after that, Then you've got general advice services, online services that's not specific to you. It's important to know the differences there and what you're getting. The two rules to follow when you're approaching any of these services.
1: Know the incentives and know the costs.
0: Yep. And there's a heap of free resources, which we'll link to in the show notes. Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. So make sure you get the appropriate help that you need, but you also are aware of the incentives and the costs of the provider.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh Kate, there's obviously going to be lots of questions, so they can send them to us. There's... Yep.
1: I'm on Twitter at HowToMoneyAustralia Money Australia and Instagram, so feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or um, ideas for future episodes.
0: Yeah, I think that'll yeah, that's a good one. So HowToMoney, money, but you can go to the raskfinance.com website and find some show notes and lodge a question there. You can find me on Twitter at Owen Rask. But going forward, we'll be happily be guided by some of the questions that we get in terms of uh, new episodes so we've covered a lot of the basics and a lot of the core stuff here but we're happy to talk about different things yeah yeah and we're happy to go in depth with future episodes so yeah. uh if you have any feedback if you have any questions please 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 reach out oh one thing we haven't rec- we haven't said and it's worth saying actually is if you have enjoyed these episodes it would be wonderful if you could leave us just a review on itunes
1: yeah Yeah, that that would be lovely five star reviews please five stars only
0: no (laughs) i don't think we're allowed to call for five stars but anyway if you think it's worth five stars please do if you think it's worth one just do it but um yeah if that that just helps us um just helps us to be relevant and all the rest of it and get
1: high rankings i guess in iTunes. (laughs) share financial
0: education with more australians yes share the share the mission share the love that's the love yes (laughs) nice All all right we better stop
1: rambling here okay Thanks for joining me,
0: Kate. Bye. Bye. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by Invest Smart Advice AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods.